0: Everyone, welcome to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, and we're here for a special episode of this podcast. I'm Johnson Lee, one co-host, and with me is Mike. Mike, how are you? Good, Johnson. How are you today? I'm doing good. So,
1: yes. Mike, do you know what day it is today? I do, actually. I uh, You? I do. <laughs> uh, today is National Coming Out Day. It's October 11th. It is, uh, it's It's uh, LGBTQ History Month.
0: Yes, that's correct. It's History Month. And actually, I'll be totally honest, I didn't even know it was National Coming Out Day until I looked to my social media feeds this
1: morning. I was like, oh, look at this. Same here. So that's why I said, why, you know, we have this platform. We have people who listen to us, I thought it would be great to um, share a little bit about our story and uh, just encourage, give people a little bit of encouragement if they are struggling with coming out or uh, need some support. Yeah, totally.
0: And for those listeners that might be listening to our podcast for the first time, usually we're here to shoot the shit about Star Trek and talk about Star Trek and a love for Star Trek and just geekdom in general. But usually we also, when possible, try to insert our personal point of view, uh, particularly when it comes to one that is from an LGBTQ perspective. That being said, Mike and I haven't really dived too much into uh, our backgrounds and how we came out. So, you know, when you prompted me about this, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it might be a good chance for us to talk a little bit about that and, you know, where we are coming from um, obviously we all have our own individual stories and you know, like some of them are, are fun, and encouraging. Some of them are a little more challenging, but you know, um, hopefully our stories can serve as a point of encouragement for some of our listeners out there.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's, uh, that's totally the case. And I think everyone's journey is unique, uh, but I think we can, find encouragement and inspiration from other people sharing their story. So I know that when celebrities come out or people who are, you know, especially uh, sports, uh, people in professional sports have come out, those have been really big stories and um, they give encouragement to people uh, across the spectrum of of life. Not only, obviously it makes the news and uh, doesn't just make, uh, you know, the gay outlets or the the lgbtq outlets uh, news outlets It, it makes national and and sometimes international news and and that offers a little bit of encouragement and inspiration for people all over the world and so yeah totally i thought that we uh we could do the same for our little small slice of the world. Our three listeners. Our three listeners uh, who, uh, you know, but also this will be out there for generations, uh, you know. Oh
0: yeah. Long after we're dead. Long after.
1: Uh, But you know, uh, I think being a geek and liking Star Trek can also be kind of an out uh, coming out experience as well because Mm -hmm. uh, it's not always acceptable to be a geek. Certainly, more so now. Um, yeah,
0: like- we talked about this in our intro episode too. Like, yeah. you know, it- coming out as both a person who is who identifies as gay, but then also um, a the microcosm of being a nerd, which definitely is more mainstream
1: now, but still, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so we, we talked a little bit before we went on on rec- record here, and um, Johnson, you're going to. Um, I'll start you're gonna start out because you have a little bit more straightforward if we can yeah if and and I don't want to use the word straight here but basic 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 yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah. take it away
0: yeah 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 so you know for me I would say it's you know I know a little bit of your story so I was like yeah you know I'll go first um you know for me Coming out was, and I'm sure for many of our listeners that might identify anywhere in the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, it's a it's a journey, you know, like for most people, I would say coming out is not just one day you wake up and you're like, all right, bitches, I'm out. You know, it's like this long drawn out process. And for me, it was no different. Um, when it comes to my story, I think it is civil to divorce, my coming out journey, um, from my faith. For those of you, you know, I haven't really talked about this uh, much on this podcast, but, you know, I am, I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, My parents are, they're retired now. They're, you know, they're old, but they um, are both ministers, actually. They're both pastors, um, and they actually immigrated here um, from Asia um, because they were sponsored and hired by a church here to kind of help the church kind of grow and such. So I grew up in a conservative Asian uh, family. Um, So I recall just growing up, you know, like, and and I don't remember, like, I don't even remember the exact points where many of the points where my parents were like, Oh, being gay is wrong, being gay is sin, things like that. But it was definitely um, that, that idea was definitely imbued in me, like, you know, like through various things that my parents said, and way that things operated in the church i grew up in um, the idea of being gay was not okay Um, it was not accepted Um, and honestly a big part of me growing up um, into my teens and into college was the slow first of all the slow realization that i was not into girls um, you know and i was kind of into guys but I was like trying to, a lot of it was me kind of making excuses. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'm just like, maybe I just like guys, but in like kind of a friendship kind of sense. And when I liked, when I became friends with girls, I was like, oh, maybe there's something more here, Um, more in the way that I was kind of willing in my mind that there would be something there versus this is just friendship, you know. Um, So a big part of that chunk of my life was really coming out to myself, Um, coming out to myself in the sense of realizing who I was and essentially recognizing that I was not the same as most of the people around me. And it really wasn't until college, I would say, that I really was able to grasp and i was I'm kind of a late bloomer in that sense. but it wasn't until college that I was able to kind of grasp like, okay, you know, i'm I'm into guys. i'm I'm gay. And I remember, I think it was like around my junior year of college that I came to this realization, and I had like many, many like many, many breakdowns um about it. First myself, and then I started to come out to friends about it. Um, I was involved in college ministry. So just a college Christian ministry. And I remember talking to, we had people like, like staff people who were hired to work with the college youth um, part in terms of this ministry, this college ministry. And I remember talking to them about it. And the great thing I think about my experience by some of the intrinsic pain that came, that was involved in the common experience is that my friends and also the people who are on staff that I talked to, they were all very gracious about it. Um, no one in my community or in my circle um, were in any way, shape or form saying like, this is the answer, this is what you should do. None of them actually had that. And even the ones that were more conservative, were quote unquote conservative Christian, they were they really just offered me empathy. And they offered me like a shoulder cry on. And they said, they would say things like, you know, I don't have all the answers for you. But you know, I'm here for you. And honestly, that was really helpful. I think that that is, um that is a good example of, in my mind, what Christian culture should be like versus how it often is popularized now in America, um, where you have evangelical Christians kind of feeling like they have all the answers. And I, though, this is a complete opposite of what Christian culture is like now. And for me, that was just tremendously powerful to know that these people, you know, they may have opinions, they may have thoughts, um, but they also recognize that they don't have all the answers. And they were able to offer me that empathy that I think I really needed during that time. Um, So I would say in my early years, it was really a matter of kind of trying to figure things out. I was kind of in a boat where I was like, okay, you know what? There's something I'll deal with, but um, I'm just going to focus on getting a job, you know, graduating, getting a job. You know, like, I don't, I'm just going to kind of compartmentalize this. Um, And I'm not going to like, you know, I'm going to play it safe. Um, I'm not going to enter into a relationship or seek that or anything like that. Um, You know, I I have other things to worry about. and I did, you know, I had many other things to deal with. I didn't really know what I was going to do with my job, my career after after graduating. So there were plenty of other things for me to kind of tackle. Um, And honestly, I prioritized all those other things above and beyond um, my the the reconciliation of my own sexuality. And it honestly wasn't until my 30s that I really, you know, I don't know if it was a mix of me kind of becoming, uh, going to a place where my things were more stable in life. You know, I was settled into my job, my career. And I was like, all right, like, you know, now is a time for me to really start to figure this out. And it took me a while. You know, again, I'm a labor bloomer. So it took me a while to really start to prioritize that. And, you know, I've been single this entire time. I'm still single. Um, I've never been in a relationship. Uh, But at least it was a point where I was like, all right, I really start to think about this, address it. Um, You know, I'm still a person of faith. So a big part of it was kind of trying to reconcile my sexuality with my faith. Um, And through various connections, um, through various communities, I was able to get in touch with. That was something like over many years that I was able to really tackle and figure out and get to a place where, you know, I can say that I'm a person of faith, I can say that I'm gay, and I can be proud of both, you know. Um, and for me, is really important to be able to say that. Um, however, I will say that, uh, you know, in my mid-30s was when I decided to come out to my parents. And that was a big deal, because before that, um, honestly, for most of this time, I was in my mind. I was like, "I'm never gonna come out to them. I'm gonna, you know, they're gonna die before I before I come out to them. Um, it's just gonna be something they never they never find out." Uh, but as I started to make um, these connections with people who work in a kind of a similar boat as I was, um, I just started to realize that I was kind of just living a lie to them, um, you know, through just omission. Um, I wasn't honest with them. They would ask me about like, are there any girls you're interested in? And I would be like, no, there's no one. And I even dropped like a, like a few big hints and they just didn't get it. Like they just, they just never caught on. Um, And eventually, you know, I just got around to this place where I was like, you know what? I I just have to say something. I have to tell them because I feel like there is this impasse to how honest I can be about myself because I'm not out to them. And I could have, it could have been something that I just carried on. You know, it could have just been this lie through omission that I could have just continued without, I would say, like a serious impact on relationship. But I just feel that there was something in the way. Um, it just didn't feel right. So I would say it was like, I, I believe it was like 2015 or so. Um, it was like the Christmas of 2015. I was visiting them at home. And Christmas Eve, I remember, like, you know, I timed, I timed it very specifically. It was very strategic because my mom. It's kind of insomniac and she's she's sometimes up at like 2 a.m., 1 a.m. And I don't sleep until 3 a.m. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to basically get her first um, because my mom is a better listener than my dad and my dad's older. So I didn't want him to like have a heart attack or something. Um, So I was like, okay, from a strategic standpoint, let me talk to my mom first. So I spoke to my mom about it um, and took a while to kind of get it out and she was genuinely surprised. She had no idea. And she was like, let me talk to your dad about this. And we can have like a follow up conversation. So then the next day, which is Christmas Day, we had a family meeting. And they're ready to like bust out the Bible and tell me how I should be living my life. And I like, okay, please don't do that. I don't need this right now. Um, you know, that's not what I'm asking you guys to do. I know what the Bible says. You know, I, I really don't need that. And it was a hard conversation. Um, my my mom told me that it would have been easier for me to tell her that I was dying um, than for me to kind of tell her that, you know, I'm gay. Um, and my dad, my dad actually was less dramatic. My mom was very dramatic. My dad was basically like, you know, we're glad you told us. Um it's a good thing. That being said, um, it's just really important that you know you you don't ever enter enter into a relationship. And they're both on the same page about that. And I did not agree or disagree. I I I kind of left it there. I tried to I tried to propose some alternative ways of thinking, but I don't think they were really having it. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not really going to, you know, they have a lot of process right now. I'm not really going to try to pick a fight further with them. You know, we don't need this back and forth. Um, And uh, I think for me, you know, I, that's still the final frontier when it comes to my coming out, because I've come out to them I've had to remind them that I'm gay a few times because sometimes a few years, a couple years after I came out, like there were still times when they were like, Oh, what about this person? I'm like, no, wait, I'm gay. Remember? Like I would have to remind them. So yeah, like I think that I don't know if they'll ever accept me in that way, or if they will ever embrace the idea that, you know, because they've, they know, but they know that I'm gay but I don't when they've really accepted it or, you know, they definitely haven't embraced it. I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. Um, and I've come to a point where I just, I'm okay with that. Um, after, I, after that time when I came out to my parents, that's when I really was able to just be much more free when it comes to, you know, talking about my sexual identity when it comes to just not only friends but strangers, social media, um, because I didn't have to kind of be worried about somehow it going back to my parents through other means. Because that was one thing that I was very cautious about. But then after I actually came out to them, I was like, all right, you know, that barrier has been broken. I can kind of just tell anyone, you know, and not be ashamed about it or concerned—not necessarily ashamed, but concerned that um, it's going to go back to my parents. Um, So, yeah, I think that's um, that's really where I am right now. Um, A number of years ago, I I uh, joined a nonprofit that actually works with people who identify as LGBTQ and also people who are who identify as Christians or of the Christian faith Um, and Basically, the goal of this nonprofit is to just create a space for people to kind of figure this this stuff out, um, who who have been kind of rejected by the larger church, you know, whatever kind of community they were initially in. um, And they need a community. So, So some other kind of community, some other sort of safe space to figure this stuff out. And we're not there to tell them what to do. We're there for them to kind of just process, meet other people who are in a similar boat, or have had similar experiences, and you know, just figure things out. Which is honestly, I think, what helped me um, back in the day, and honestly, throughout my whole coming out process. And you know, like people oftentimes feel that they're alone, and they oftentimes feel that they don't have access to a community. Even the age of social media, sometimes people can feel very isolated. Um, And sometimes it's a matter of just marketing these resources that are available or through word of mouth, through advertising, which is, you know, sometimes what we do and making them, just making them aware, you know, that there are these resources with them out there. So that's what, you know, this nonprofit does. It's just a kind of psychic that I'm involved in. Um, But yeah, you know, my hope through that. And honestly, for anyone listening is that, you know, no matter what, situation you're in, no matter um, what kind of environment you were brought in, like like brought, in, like brought up in, um, and no matter you know, what kind of community um, you are part of or were part of, that there are these resources for you out there that are available for you to kind of use the process and figure things out. So so anyway, yeah, so that is a long short of my common experience. Nothing too dramatic, nothing too traumatic. Uh, you know, there are some, there are definitely ups and downs. But um, yeah, now I'm in a place where now I'm part of a gay Star Trek podcast. So, you know, obviously I'm, uh, you know, I'm out there with, uh, you know, who I am and proud of it. So yeah, that's my story.
1: Great. Well, thanks for sharing all that. That's, uh, I think that that's really important. And obviously we've talked a little bit about how faith has played a role in both of our lives. Um, And for me uh growing up catholic was um a big part of my growing up but also Mm. of my staying in the closet for so long sure so um i'm trying to think where to begin with mine because you know it's you You have a lot yeah yeah, there is a lot um you know i i i think the the kicking off point, I think coming out, like, I'll, I'll actually say, talk about my coming out story. So I, um, I grew up Catholic and I also, uh, got married to another Catholic woman. So I was right. married for two and a half years, uh, before I eventually came out to her. And obviously that ended the marriage and the relationship. Uh, and it also at that point, um, uh, it also one of the things i had to accept right off the bat was that i no longer had control of this information so once i came out to her um i knew and and left and i moved in with my sister um, and i told my sister uh, a day or two later after i moved in with her um, and she was really accepting and um Mm -hmm you know, we, we've had a great relationship growing up for the most part. And, you know, other than some sibling fights here or there, but my sister's always been there for me. And um so, yeah. uh So I knew that when I came out that the information was out there and like right. I, I, I never came out to my, I didn't come out to my parents uh, mm-hmm. until a few years ago. So I've been an out gay man for many years before i actually said the words i'm gay to my parents so Mm -hmm. um and i did that almost for the same reasons you did was you know i just felt myself holding back in some aspects of my life um sharing things either publicly or on social media because i was afraid it was going to get back to them right and uh so you know through i was i had a coach at the time uh, a life coach Mm -hmm. and was working with him and you know really uh thought it through and and did eventually come up to my parents and uh as i kind of su- suspected my mom already knew um and I, I didn't at the time ask the right question and i didn't I, you know i still don't know how she found out yeah uh but obviously i think it it goes back to the time when i was you know married and um you know it's you know there was a relationship obviously between my parents and my ex-wife and right. and all of that and uh and obviously her parents and my parents so that was kind of, you know so that didn't completely surprise me it would have been nice mm-hmm. for me to ask her how did she find out and kind of get that information mm-hmm. um but she did say that it was up to me for me to tell her and um my i my dad just said okay you know he didn't really okay he, he didn't no really problem. say anything and maybe he already knew too i don't know i never really asked um mm-hmm so uh yeah so that you know i think overcoming a lot i mean i overcame a lot of uh struggle with my faith in order to do this uh growing up you, you were taught we were taught that homosexuality was wrong and yeah. was against the bible and um that people who were homosexuals were going to go to hell and all of all of this right, kind right. of kind of stuff and so you know i think that uh it's, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly hard. And, and, you know, one of the, the effects of staying in the closet and staying not out to yourself is that it does something to your mental health. And for, for many years, probably five years or more before I came out and, and, and did, you know, did all of that. I was really struggling with depression Uh, pretty, pretty severely. I mean, I was on medication for depression. I was seeing a therapist. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I don't know if it's probably it's not widely, you know, mentioned, but uh, depression medication can affect you sexually. So that, Mm -hmm. you know, there was um, some, some working with that, especially, you know, at, at, at the time within my heterosexual relationship so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there were some challenges there but but ultimately like when i came out i i felt better like mm-hmm. it felt like a gate had been opened things like my body felt better my my just everything i mean i lost mm-hmm. weight i was healthier i was mentally healthier i was happier uh, you know, things at work got better. You know, I mm-hmm. I also have to say at the time I when I did come out, I worked for Apple and um, I had some friends there at Apple who were gay. And, you know, I came up to them and uh, they accepted me right away. And we mm-hmm. we became great friends at the time and, and went out a lot together. So they were really um, impactful in helping me build some of my first friendships. But at the time, like prior to coming out, I had stepped away from the Catholic faith uh, for other reasons, but this is also like, it was probably an unspoken one inside of me was the fact that, you know, uh, the Catholic faith did not accept gay people. So that was one reason also I lived in Boston at the time. It was the time of the, you know, around the time of the child sex abuse scandal in Boston Mm So I had actually used that as a way to step away from the church, um, with, and and I've never I've never really been back. I've, I often refer to myself as a recovering Catholic, um, right. but I do consider myself a Christian. And um, and fortunately, a few years ago, I did find a faith community that was open and affirming, um, and made you know made me feel welcome for who I am. And I'm still with them today. So, uh, in 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 several aspects, I, I not only attend Marble Collegiate Church, but I also work for them. So, um, so you know, faith faith has played a part in my life throughout all of this. Um, you know, one of my favorite poems is "Footprints in the Sand," and uh, unfamiliar. I'm like me, uh, yes. Uh, Footprints in the Sand is, is just a story about how uh, someone at the end of their life looks back. They're walking along the the sand. Oh, I know this. Yes. All right, continue. <laughs> so you they see scenes flashing up of, of their life as they're walking along the beach. And um, then they take a look backwards and they see that at certain times during their life, usually during the most troublesome and, and toughest periods of time, there's only one set of footprints in the sand and so the person asks god why would you leave me at those deepest darkest times and the response god gives is that i didn't leave you i was actually carrying you during those times and so spiritually that means a lot to me and Mm -hmm. i certainly can look back in my life and see how even though i left god and and my life it did come back and I was probably being carried at those times, uh, during my toughest times. So, uh, faith has always played a strong part in my growing up and, um, and it plays a strong part in my life now. Uh, but I did take some time away from it because of, uh, the religious, um, I don't know what the word is, just the, the anti-gay, anti-homosexuality, aspect especially of catholicism so um it was hard you know i lost uh, i knew when i came out that i was leaving a lot behind i Mm -hmm. was leaving a a family not my family but my extended family through through my Mm ex-wife's i was leaving all of that and i'd become close with them and it was it was definitely a hard decision to make but ultimately i made the one that best suited me for my own health and well-being and uh yeah it was uh it's certainly a journey and I'm, I'm leaving out a lot because it is it is so complex and so you know so up and down uh, you know i i do remember growing up and and looking at guys and and being somewhat attracted to them mm-hmm. and i guess I because of my religious upbringing i you know, even though I had those thoughts, I thought that those thoughts were wrong. Right. You repress certain feelings. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I, I can certainly understand how a, a lot of people may grow up in the same situation. And, and I, I guess I can say two things, one, um, or maybe several things. I don't know. One, it does get better. One, uh, God doesn't leave you. If you are, if you grew up as a person of faith and, um, and you feel like God has left you for this part of your life because you are having feelings like this, or you don't feel, uh, don't feel okay. Um, I would say that God is still with you and, um, yeah, it it does get better. It does, you know, life does get better. Uh, and and finally the first thing I would say is that you've got to love yourself. Yeah. And, uh, loving yourself, I think is the first and best step to making your mind up about what your life is gonna be about and um and you know we've talked we we shared in our origin episode that uh that's part of the reason why i created this podcast with you is, and invited you to to be part of this is because mm-hmm. i wanted people to have a place to go where um where they could hear two gay guys Mm-hmm. two members of the LGBTQIA community talking about Star Trek, but also talking about our lives. Um, and uh, I didn't really anticipate doing an episode like this, but I felt inspired since we are well underway with our podcast that I thought mm-hmm. this would be a good thing to put out there. And um, yeah. There's and, a whole we, of- and we discovered that it's national coming out day today. So, yeah. So we are doing this on the fly and we uh, we're going to release this mostly unedited. So it's just going to go out there. And, you know, I think the the best thing we can say is that if you need support, there's a lot of support out there. And no matter where you are, even if you feel like you're in this small community where no one is accepting, uh, there are resources out there for you. Uh, There are um, lots. I mean, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have the internet to kind of not uh, to not kind of anything. find community and find uh, find a way to connect with other people. So, um, but fortunately, we're in a time now in the, in the world where, uh, all, you know, young people, old people, everyone has the resources of the internet and they can find uh, find people to support them to help them uh and uh yeah so one of those is the Trevor Project which is probably yeah uh, a great resource and so i wanted to put out the information for that uh to our listeners so uh just a little bit about the Trevor Project and this is from their website which you can find at project.org. um they were founded in 1998 by the creators of the academy award winning short film Trevor The Trevor Project is the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under 25. So if you are having trouble in your life and you feel like it's an impending crisis or you just want to talk to someone, or if, you know... Uh, if you're struggling with whether you should go on, whether your life is worth living uh, anymore, I would definitely encourage you to give the Trevor Project a call. Their number is 866-488-7386. And we'll make sure that that's in the show notes and on our social media. Uh, But we want... People to know that there are that there is that out there, but there's also tons of resources and groups on Facebook. There and, are, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so there's a lot of resources out there for you and uh, to not despair. And if we can help you out in any way, you can reach us at uh, through email at mm-hmm. deepspacepride at gmail.com
0: or you can reach us through social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram. And our handle on both is simply Deep Space Pride. So yeah, Mike, um, as you were saying, you know, like there are definitely a lot of resources out there. But if anyone wanted to chat with us about anything, you know, we're definitely here um, to talk to you, to give you our thoughts, uh, point you to resources, things like that. Um, we'd be more than happy to do that.
1: So yeah, absolutely, we're we're here for for you. And we can, we'll can point you in the right direction of any resources uh, that we can help you find. But uh, definitely it's not worth, you are worthwhile, you the listener, and um, whoever you are, wherever you are. And uh, please reach out to us if we can help you out in any way. Come join us on our journey as we talk about Star Trek next time uh, on our next episode. Happy National Coming Out Day.
0: Yes. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.